Welcome to the Next Level Soul podcast, where we ask the big questions about life. Why are we here? Is this all there is? What is my soul's mission? We attempt to answer those questions and more by bringing you raw and inspiring conversations with some of the most fascinating and thought-provoking guests on the planet today. I am your host, Alex Ferrari. I'm always looking to help the Next Level Soul audience take their soul to the next level. And I've been able to partner with Mind Valley to present you guys with a ton of free master classes between 60 and 90 minutes covering mind, body, soul, relationships, and conscious entrepreneurship. Some of these master classes are taught by spiritual masters, relationship experts, best selling authors, legends in the personal growth and spirituality space, and so much more. So if you want to sign up for any of our free mind, body, and soul masterclasses, just head over to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Now guys, today on the show, we have world-renowned medium, Suzanne Geisman. And Suzanne's story is so remarkable where she was literally at the top of the military food chain right next to the president during 9-11 and, and has been a military woman for all of her life and how she went from that to becoming a world-renowned medium is a fascinating story. And we talk about all her entire journey as well is what it's like actually being a medium, what her process is, what she's feeling, and so much more. So let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show Suzanne Giesman. How are you doing, Suzanne? Doing great, Alex. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I am I, I'm excited to talk to you. I think I think you're the first medium we've had on the show. We've had channelers. Uh, and maybe we'll get into the difference between channeling and medium and, and, and what, what that is. Uh, but what, before we get started, you have an amazing journey on how you got to become where you are sitting right now. Can you tell us how you even, how, where you started from and then your journey into becoming a medium or discovering your, your gifts? Yes, sure. I grew up just in a normal middle-class family, but no religious background. My parents just never took us to church. We never talked about religion. It was just not part of our lives. I picked up normal uh, religious understanding just from going to school with other kids who did go to church, but that wasn't part of my life. I didn't have any awareness of there being an afterlife or a greater reality at all. I never saw spirits, didn't know if there was such a thing as the soul or a spirit. I have a brother who's quite a bit older than I am, and he joined the Air Force when I was five years old. So following him around to the different bases when we'd visit him, seeing his career, I thought, oh, I love that. I'm going to join the military. And I did join the Navy right out of college and had a full career as a Navy officer. And it was an amazing career. Every Navy officer's goal is to become a commanding officer. And I did achieve that goal. I was asked by the head of the Navy to be uh, his protocol officer. And then for my last assignment, the ultimate honor was personally asked by the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, that's the head of the entire United States Armed Forces, to be his aide, his aide de camp. That's uh, basically his right-hand man, you know, just go everywhere he goes and make sure he has what he needs is on time and just be there to make sure he looks good mm -hmm. all the time. But uh, in that job, got to fly on Air Force One with the president, met kings and queens, and was in the last aircraft in US airspace on 9-11. So that day proved to me life is too short not to live your dreams while you can. I was a commander at that time, and there was another Navy commander at the Pentagon where I was stationed who was killed in the attacks on the Pentagon. And he was two weeks shy of retirement. So I looked at my husband, Ty, and already retired Navy destroyer captain. And I said, we got to go live our dream, which was to sell the house and cars and sail off into the sunset on our sailboat. And we did that. And it was idyllic for a couple of years. We sailed across the Atlantic Ocean. And it was while there that life caught up to us in a, in a tragic way. 
my husband's daughter, Susan, who was a sergeant in the Marine Corps, was reporting to duty and crossing the flight line at Marine Corps Air Station Cherry Point when a storm came out of the blue and she was struck and killed by lightning. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, and she was six months pregnant at the time. So it oh. was a double tragedy for us. And, you know, I basically ran away from life after 9-11. Too many deaths and uh, mm. too much, too close to all that grief at the Pentagon. So I sailed away from it all, right? But it caught up with us there. And it was at Susan's funeral that I had an epiphany. It was the first time I saw anybody who I had, who was so vibrant like her, who died young and saw her body in the coffin. And I just looked, looked at that body and said, that's not Susan. Her soul has to have survived this because she was so vibrant. I knew it was not the end. And I made it my new mission, you know, in the Navy, you're very mission oriented to find out where she was, not if she survived, but where she was and connect with her. So I started meditating that very week. That was 2006. And that practice of sitting quietly every day saying, Susan, let me connect with you. Where are you? How, please let me know you're still around. Caused me to be quiet, to listen, to notice. And so many more experiences came to me than the one I was seeking. I actually did connect with Susan very clearly about three years later, but I never gave up. And in the meantime, it just opened me up to this whole world that I didn't even know existed. And I did take my husband with me to see a medium, not knowing if they were fake or real or what they can do, but we didn't give that woman our last name. There was no way I was going to let her Google me. I was very skeptical, but open-minded. And she gave us evidence that Susan was right there with us, that this skeptical commander could not refute. It rocked my world, turned my belief system upside down. And I had already written several books by that point, but I said, I have to write about mediumship and let people know this is real. There is an afterlife. Your loved ones do not die. And from there, the rest of the story unfolded. Because of my meditation, I discovered I can connect to others' loved ones as well. And so for the past 12 years or more, I've just been working every day to hone that ability. And I really am quite pleased with how that's unfolding. So you, so you discovered your gifts while meditating and just really the intention that you had to, to connect with your, your loved ones. And that when you say it, many other things opened up, what do you mean by that exactly? Well, you talked about having channelers on the show. What happened is I connected with my guides and higher beings and ultimately started being their voice as well. So I do channel. And to this day, I've channeled thousands of messages from the higher beings and publish them. And thousands of people read those daily messages. It's called the daily way that I put out every day. Uh, I've had adventures in consciousness, meeting higher beings, coming to know who we all are, touching the very essence of all of us, source. It's it's available to all of us. So I've become, I, you, you would introduce me as a medium, but Alex, that's the sidebar. That's the side Today, hustle. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, te did you, what did you say? It's, it's a side hustle. It's not oh. your main thing. <laughs> you can use that in, in your lingo, but to me, the mediumship is absolutely sacred. And of I know course. you didn't mean a disrespect. I I, it's of course not. absolutely course not. sacred, mm -hmm. but my main mission now is to teach others to connect with their own loved ones or other people's loved ones. So I really, and to teach people who we really are, because it changes your life. It, it helps you find peace and joy, no matter what's going on. So, so can you give the audience the definition of what a medium is? Because like I said, there's differences yeah. between channelers and mediums and psychics. Mm -hmm. What are the differences? A medium is someone who shows the continuity of consciousness, shows that the death of the body is not the death of the soul mm -hmm. by bringing forth information about loved ones who have passed that they couldn't know and delivering accurate, meaningful, relevant messages. So we connect with those who have passed, family members and friends. 
We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. That is also a form of channeling when the blending is so clear that we speak just firsthand for those cross the veil. But channeling also involves connecting with higher beings beyond those who were in a physical body. To me, it it comes with evidence. I won't do this work unless it comes with verifiable details and no other explanation synchronicities that this is a very real connection. And then, and then the verses like what a psychic does is what is this? Just so a yeah. definition of it. Psychic is attuning with information at this level of consciousness, uh, tuning into information of other people still in a body. Mm. So psychic work is not necessarily reading the future, although it can be. So it's, it's reading the energy field and the patterns of other human beings still in a body. I have to ask you, I mean, coming from your background, which is so, you know, the military at the highest levels, when you started going down this path, how did your former life, people in your former life accept this situation from you? How did you, how did you, did you have any hurdles that you had to personally go through to go down this path? Cause this is not an easy path yeah. because other people look at you, you know, like what this is, it's, it's unknown. Yeah. So it, it's, it's yeah. questions. Sure. And there's a stigma for those who really don't understand it, but those who have had a life-changing session with a, a very accurate evidence-based medium know that there's nothing scary, nothing frightening, no, nothing fraudulent. It's life-changing and healing. Mm -hmm. uh, to answer your question, honestly, I've only run into about five of my colleagues from my former career, because once you retire and go off and change your life completely, you kind of lose those those friendships along the way. It was always a moving type of career. Anyway, you move every two years and you lose touch. But those that are who I have told, they know me, they know my integrity, and they trust me. And mostly they're really interested. They want to know more because really most people, when they admit it, who wouldn't want to know there's more? Well, yeah. I, th yeah. I mean, I mean, when you, when you've, I've talked to, I've had the pleasure of talking to a lot of spiritual masters and a lot of channelers and, and, and people of that magnitude. And there is a piece that comes along with that knowledge that this is not the end. Yeah. Um, there's just too much proof out there, too much evidence out there, in my opinion, that this is the end. It would be a, w a really waste of time and space if this is the end of the That's right. Of in yeah. my in my opinion, yeah. I think it would. I'm be grateful so for for people like you who do these programs who who can reach more and more people and and not not so much share the truth but allow people to follow their hearts and know what the soul is already trying to get through to your logical mind, saying you can trust this. Right, exactly, and you know I've had my own experiences. I think everyone's had an experience or one or the other when a, a relative dies or a loved one dies. Um, either by tragic circumstances or by just nature, natural end of the end of the line uh, life cycle, where you hear these stories of like, oh, well, grandma was on my bed and right after, you know, we didn't know she died and she came to visit us before she went. And yeah. I've heard these stories growing up all my life, like of my relatives and this and that. I told the story once on the show, I'll tell it to you. My aunt died probably, I don't know, maybe a year, year or two ago. And we were, we were close. I loved her to death. She was, you know, really good, but I hadn't seen her. I I saw her like three, four months prior. The day she died a week later, I'm searching through my archives because I'm doing a project in the film business. I was doing some stuff and I pulled, put a tape in a VHS tape watching, looking for something I was looking for. And this video showed up and it was her. Yeah. And I had forgotten this video existed. I shot it when I was a teenager and I showed my parents, I showed my, my relatives and everyone was like, Oh my God, the timing was so awkward. <laughs> I'm like, you can't, are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, these types of things happen all the time. Once you really align with this journey and who we are, 
the, the those in the spirit world bend over backwards to show us we're part of one big web that connects all the dimensions. Well, yeah, let me ask you that about, I think that there's so much, there's so much strife going on in the world today. And, and that could be said by many times in history, but in the one we're currently in, there's some crazy stuff happening. And the world seems to me, and I'd love to hear your opinion, seems to be going through a shift, whether it's political, economic, environmental, we're on the brink of a possible World War III. There's so many that the pandemic, I mean, there's so many things shifting the world completely. And, there, and it seems like it's something that we're all experiencing. It's not a country only here and there, but we are all feeling it. What is your feeling on what is happening now and where we're going? Because I don't personally think that this is the darkest yet. I think we still got a little bit to go more before we're able to come back and into the light. I'd love to hear your thoughts. The veil, they say the veil is getting thinner. What does that mean? It means that more of us are open to the fact that we can expand our consciousness, receive guidance from higher levels, tap into our own soul's insights. And so as we come to know that, we start to question the way we've always lived. We realize we can ask for guidance. The more you sit quietly and tune in within, you start to realize, wait a minute, this external world is not the only world. We truly are all connected. So the shift is we're starting to see that connection. And once you realize this innate connection as awareness itself, the presence of awareness expressing itself as each of us, you come to realize how futile it is to fight with each other. That is not going to happen overnight, but it is a shift. And the younger generation is already coming in more open. The filter of the brain is open to higher consciousness. So people will be making decisions that are more inclusive and see us more unified. In the meantime, all of these challenges are the swinging of the pendulum and it will come back, but you're right. It, it goes to extremes and we see this throughout history, but because we have this higher consciousness more available to more of us now and the internet to help spread this awareness, we have more of an opportunity to work in cooperation rather than against each other. So what is your feeling on what's happening over in the Ukraine and Russia? I mean, you have a very distinct perspective on this because you've been in the military and you've been on the in, in the in the government at high levels but you're also you're also a medium and also have a connection spiritually so i'd love to hear your thoughts of why do you think this is happening what's going to happen and, and where we're well, going. i did a, i channeled a message from my guides sanaya and it's on youtube called ukraine and pain and the answer is very obvious people who don't realize we are souls playing a human role, hurt each other and go after human goals of power and domination. It's, it's history. Yeah. But again, more and more of us now have the ability to make choices that are aligned with the soul to shift our point of view. And But it begins with us. If we sit here and wring our hands and think, oh, this is truly awful, which at a human level it is, and that's the only level we will continue to butt heads with as countries, with our neighbors, with our own family members. It really requires a shift, understanding you are not only human so that you can make better choices from an awakened, enlightened point of view. So for so many people out, here, out there who don't aren't awakened yet or are not not believing yet that they, like it doesn't make sense there's no physical evidence it has to be weighed or measured or there has to be some sort of science behind it um something has to be quantifiable how do you break through that what is yeah. what do you do you have to have a personal experience i could tell stories for a week non-stop of miracles from connecting across the veil and people would say wow that's really cool it's fascinating i love to hear that and then go right back to your own life but when you experience yourself as this power that flows through all of us, and it's not the human power, people get excited, oh, I'm gonna have power. No, it's the, it's the awareness that we are the ones who can create a better lives for ourselves, and the peace we seek is within. Once you have that personal experience, then your life will be transformed. And I feel for now a great starting place is with just a few minutes a day 
of setting the intention to get to know yourself better. I have a video online called Sip of the Divine. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Where SIP stands for sit in peace. It's a three minute practice and you get to ask a question. It's like a genie in the bottle. Ask a question of higher consciousness. Who couldn't spare three minutes to just try that? And when you start getting answers, because you're dedicated to testing to see, is this really true? Could there be a higher consciousness that I can tap into and ultimately learn I'm part of, which is three minutes a day? I challenge everybody to do that practice for three weeks. And the feedback I've gotten from tens of thousands of people who've tried this is, it's changed my life and three minutes isn't enough now. Let's make it five, 10, 15. You don't need to put in hours of meditation to change your life. All it takes is one moment of, wait a minute, I am this awareness. I'm not only this story that's so dramatic and painful. So what does that mean? And then now you just go down that path. Well, I think there's an example that of, I think everybody can relate to regardless if you believe or don't believe is intuition, is the gut feeling. I think we've all had at one point or another an experience of the gut, quote unquote, the gut telling you, don't go down that hall. Yep. Don't go with this. Don't get in the car. Yep. Stop the car early before the red light hits. You know, there's those moments in time that you get that feeling. That's not quantifiable. That's not something that can be measured. And it's not something that's truly explainable. But yeah, I think almost every human being on the planet has had a, an experience with that or another. Would you, is so that how fair? would you like to make that your regular moment by moment practice? And that's what this is all about. Teaching you that that's not just, oh, I hope it happens when I need help. No, I mean, moment by moment, I can just shift and ask for answers and they come and they're fantastic. I can just ask, is there anything I need to know right now? And I get an answer. The insights and the intuition are constant. And you notice immediately just a little snag, not about big things, but every little thing. And it saves you so much grief. So how do you, how do you tap into that as a, as a person? Let's say you don't have the gifts that you have as far as being able to tap in at the level that you're at. Is there something that we can do to be able to do that? Yes. I call it the three E's and it's how to evolve into a more awakened being. The first one is educate yourself. And that means watch videos like Alex's, watch the dozens of videos on my YouTube channel, have online courses, read other people's accounts of tapping into the afterlife, educate yourself as much as possible about the soul, who you are, metaphysics, which means beyond the physical, educate yourself. Number two, experience for yourself expanded states of awareness. You are not only human. And that begins with sitting quietly or in the silence or a practice of presence or some kind of body work like yoga or Tai Chi. Start with my sip of the divine. Experience this expanded state yourself. And then the third E is engage higher consciousness. All arises from one source, one mind, one presence of awareness, and then fragments itself into you and me and all that is, so you can engage any being at this level, psychic level, the mediumship level, or the master level. It's exciting. Like I said, Mm -hmm. like a genie in the bottle. How do you engage? Well, once you're in that experiential state of expanded states of awareness, you can set the intention to connect with higher beings and then sit quietly and like a radar sense, What's different here? What just shifted? Is somebody here? If you sense anything, engage it just like you would a person in a human body. Who is this? What personality do I feel here? What do you have to tell me? Engage. When you start getting answers that you know are not coming from your own mind, you start hearing words and getting information that have never entered your conscious or subconscious, then you begin to say, wait a minute. Maybe this web of consciousness everybody's talking about is real and you bet it is. And there's also, uh, you know, we, we here on the, on the physical plane, we look for things that we are familiar with like words, but there is feeling that is 
can is the vo there's volumes of words in feeling that they can't express, especially like in a dream where you're dreaming about something and you know inherently, oh, it's this person is with me, even though I don't see that person or this situation's there, but it's unspoken. So that's another kind of thing that you are able to, to connect with. And I love the question, like you, you look, I'm like, what am I feeling right now with this person? You, I think that's another experience. And I've said this on the show before, another experience that we all go through is energies of people. You walk into, to, to, you meet somebody and you just go, oh, I don't ugh, I feel icky after I talk to that person. Um, or you walk into a room and you just like, something just went down here, even though it's quiet, there might've been an argument, there might've been something. That's right. You, you feel that, that is not words. So that's another way of connecting to that intuition. Is that fair? Yes, that's right. And that sense, the clairsentience is feeling, claircognizance is when you just know and you can have clear audience when you start hearing thoughts of your own thoughts and other thoughts and higher thoughts. That all is what opens up the more you spend just a few minutes every day quieting the mind. You'll never completely quiet the mind, but you start to just notice your own thoughts that are repetitive and you just let them go by and you're waiting for something new. And as you practice that, oh, the peace you feel is tremendous. But then you notice that throughout the day, not just during those three moments, you know things more you're feeling other people's energy more. And it's really a great way to live. It helps you in every aspect of your life, in your business life, you're in a relationships with others, in knowing what decisions to make to stay in the state of flow rather than constantly hitting walls. Who wouldn't want to live like that? Which brings me to another question I think we all go through a lot of times we go after goals in life, right? We all want to, you know, we want this, we want that. I, I over, I, I'm from the, the, the mindset of that the universe is a good universe and it's there to guide you and it guides you throughout life on where you need to be going. And we have free will. So we occasionally go off the reservation and the universe is there to push you back on. And it starts with a nudge, then a push. Yeah. Then a punch. And then the car comes in and rams you and pushes you back in because, and I've had that happen in my own life. When do you know that the wall that's in front of you is a way to get you back on your true path or an obstacle that you should just try to overcome? It, that, that's a great question. And it's a combination of first, you must be aware that you're hitting a wall and many people aren't, they're just so goal oriented, you start to pay attention to your body. It will tell you this clenching in your gut, the, the tightness all over. That's the body's consciousness and how higher consciousness often speaks to us to say, pay attention. There's a better way. Really, each person has a different pain threshold. So one person's wall may be higher and thicker than another's. So there's no pat answer for that part as far as when. Right. Okay. But so how much pain are you willing to suffer? That's the question. Right. Because I always wondered that I'm like, well, you know, maybe I've been going after this goal, but maybe that's just life's challenges or karma or something that's trying to, you know, you have to get over it. But sometimes it's like, or is it just some, it's, it's just really like, like, I want to be an astronaut. Let's I want to be an astronaut. And all of a sudden I want to I go down the astronaut route at my age right now. Mm -hmm. I got it in my head. I want to be an astronaut. There's going to be so many blocks. <laughs> So <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this is true. But the beautiful part, once you start meditating and realize you have a team of helpers, unseen helpers, call them guides, call them whatever you want. You learn, you can actually ask them each time you hit a wall before it becomes a really thick high wall. Hey, is there another way? What am I not seeing? What is the best choice for me now? You don't walk around like most people doing like, just wonder. I don't know what's going wrong. I don't know why the heck this isn't working out for me. That's just random energy that goes nowhere. But feel the difference between that and I know I'm being guided. I know if I ask the question, I'll get an answer. So let me go into my heart. I'm directly asking whoever has the highest answer for me. What is it that's in my best interest? And you just ask that and you may not hear a very clear answer. You don't need to. 
you'll be nudged. The right people will come into your life. You'll literally see it on a billboard because you asked. They'll get it to you in any way you need. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Yeah, it's a song lyric. It's a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it happens. That happens all the time. Like you're thinking yep. about a question, and the answer shows up in a movie. Someone says a line in a movie. You're like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I call those snags because you would not have noticed that line in a movie or that lyric if you hadn't asked clearly. And then it's your guides who just kind of grab you. Like, did you notice that? Did you notice that lyric? We always think we do everything ourselves. But our thoughts are not all our own. No, I, I think as a, I'm an artist, I've been a filmmaker and a writer for a long time. And I always love ch- when I speak to other filmmakers and other writers, I go, I feel that. Do you ever feel like you've just written something and you look down on paper and like, who wrote that? Exactly. Whoever, whoever did that. This is fantastic. Yes. So, yes. But it comes through your filter. That's right. That, that's the difference. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're channeling or something's flowing through you, but it has to come through your filter. So it'll come up with your language, your, your history, your things, but that information will come through you. And I, and I, I love this story about uh, a story about, um, I think it was Prince. Prince said this story once and Prince is legendarily known um, for writing. I think his three, he's going to have a new album every year until the year 3000. That's how much stuff was left in his vault when he died. That's how much co- he was a genius. Wow. But he would call up his his musicians and his backup singers at like three o'clock in the morning and go, hey, uh, are you up? Uh, I, I need to record a song. And they're like, Prince, you know, it's three. Um, can it wait till like six or seven? You know, does we have to do it now? She's like, no, I have to do it now because if I don't record it now, Michael Jackson's going to get it. <laughs> and that's because the idea came to him. Like, if I don't if I don't record this. It's gonna go right into somebody else's. That's right. It, you you find new inventions and and other discoveries all happen. They're like three or four or five people will get them at the same time, because it's coming from the higher realm. Somebody's got to pick up on this because this is really going to help you all. Right. Exactly. And that's why sometimes you see three or four movies on the same subject at the same time mm-hmm. that come out, and like within a year or two, you're like, why do we see astro- asteroids hitting the planet all of a sudden? Like. We had none of those movies, and now we have like five of them. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> I just now, came up with a new series of videos that I'm going to be putting online, and I was creating the first one in the series this morning, and my assistant, Bev, emailed me, Suzanne, I have this great idea for a new series of emails, of videos. I got it in a download at 6 in the morning. I'm writing it in the dark in bed, and Bev emails me the exact same idea with the exact title of the series, we just laughed because we understand how this works. Wow, that's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, when the idea needs to come out into the into the space, into the into this plane, into this world, it comes out through somebody. And you might be there's a, there's a pecking order of a list of like you know what maybe Spielberg should make this movie. Oh, and Steven said this too, by the way. He's like ideas float around, and if you don't grab them. Six months later, you see somebody else has made the movie. You're like, oh, yeah. That's why when when he said the dino, the, the, maybe we should make a movie about dinosaurs. He grabbed it really quickly and didn't let go. <laughs> Good. <laughs> now, so many of us, so many of us go throughout life lost, uh, <laughs> trying to figure out what we're here to do, our mission in this life, our purpose, and we're just bumping around and we in, in jobs that we don't like and we're not happy and we get become angry and bitter. Is there something that you can get any advice you can give us in regards to how to find out what our mission is, our purpose here in this life? Yeah. yeah. Well, your, your first task, make it your first goal is to realize you're not only human. I can't say this too often. And the beautiful part is so many people are lost. They feel they're broken. What really is going on is the soul is right here and your soul is already whole and your soul is already complete, but you have forgotten your soul because you're so focused on this beautiful drama going on around us. You go in a movie theater, right? You sit down and you willingly allow yourself to get sucked into this awesome film that Alex Ferrari made, right? Right, right. And so 
Then you leave the theater and you go, oh God, I'm back to real life. Well, your soul comes into this body for this experience in this theater called the earthly realm. And we get so wrapped up in it for a while, we forget we're a soul. We willingly entered this body knowing that could happen. But because we're used to this wholeness of the soul, we feel fragmented. We feel incomplete when we focus only on our own role. The soul already knows we are all connected. We're all already whole. So what we have to do, your task is to just uncover the layers of misinformation, BS, which I call belief system, that are keeping you stuck in thinking you're only human. Your wholeness is right here, right now. You're already complete. It's, it's a beautiful process. And it's go back to that sip of the divine because it is a divine realization to say, oh my God, the peace I've been looking for out there, the love I've been trying to find through drinks and drugs and sex and anything that'll fill this empty hole in me was just outer stuff when inside I actually am complete. But when you're always busy, 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 doing, 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 instead of spending a few minutes just being and breathing and not filling the space, for the briefest of moment, you can touch this wholeness and it feels so good. And suddenly you don't have any cravings. You don't need anything. Once you know what that feels like and you have the realization, oh my God, it's been here all along, that changes everything. It takes training though to hold that remembrance and get rid of the BS. I call it, I, I love acronyms having been 20 years in the military, the outer object focus, the, this world. That's an that's OOF, outer object focus. That's like, ugh, this world is, is getting to me, right? Then you go inside and find out what's always and already here. A-A-H. Ah. <laughs> what do you choose? It's up to you. Now, many of us walk through life, I'd argue most of us walk through life afraid, constantly afraid, fear mm -hmm. of every mm -hmm. little thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What can we do to overcome fears, little fears and the big fears? Yeah. Rewind 10 minutes and listen to what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the story and your identification with, I am only human, I am only state your name that keeps you feeling less than whole. And when you're less than whole, you're on guard all the time and you're afraid something's gonna make you even more incomplete. That's ego. Ego is always wanting and needing and fearing. That's it. So if you notice I'm in fear, ah, I'm identifying with the story. But that Suzanne person, she told me I'm more than this. I'm gonna go find that part of me. You touch it you realize I can actually look at my role from an observer's point of view. What is this? Oh, that's the soul. You mean I can shift to the soul's perspective anytime and find this peace? Yes. No this, more fear. Is this the same way you would quiet that monkey brain of ours? The ones that has the negative thoughts that are constantly beating yeah. us up. Yeah. Is that how you do it? Just, I mean, I'm a huge meditator. I love meditating. So I found much peace in meditation. It's really helped me out a lot and yep, really yep, yep. washed away a lot of the baggage that I've had throughout my life. Is that how you quiet that monkey brain and that negative? It's, that yes, negative it's brain? training because we're all, we've spent our entire lives giving power to those thoughts in our head. Right. So just I, when I say training and meditation, people again, they go, no, I don't have time for that three minutes a day, sip of the divine. But if you really want to experience some nice expanded states of awareness, the gifts page on my website has several meditations to help you with that. Or on YouTube, my seven steps to higher consciousness. It's a process that takes you from monkey mind to a state where you can actually have these adventures and consciousness that are life-changing. Did you, when you started down this path, did you start educating yourself on like reading spiritual texts, things like that, or did, or did a lot of that information just come from your spirit guides and things like that? No, the education came first because you have to open your belief system. Then the experience was hand in hand because I was meditating daily, looking for Susan, my stepdaughter. So that was hand in hand. And then I started sensing 
beings and then I engage them. So, so, so and then when you are actually uh, doing a session, let's say, uh, what is your process when you're, say you're sitting down having a session and you're going to um, just talk to somebody in regards to what is the process? I'm just curious. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. I have an ongoing intention that we will have a very clear connection with my clients, loved ones, that we're doing it from the heart for healing and that the greatest good be served for those across the veil and those here. So our work is coming from a place of service and love and just gratitude that we're going to have an amazing connection. And those across the veil know I won't do it unless they give me knock your socks off evidence, gold nugget pieces of evidence, things you'd never find online about them, like the son that always had a toothpick hanging out of his mouth, you know, or, or that's, a, that's know, evidence-based. That's evidence-based in your opinion. That's mediumship. Oh yeah. When the mother says, oh my God, that's my son. You know, <laughs> that that's, I mean, but that's just one little piece. We it's the preponderance of the evidence in every session. So using that seven step method, seven steps to higher consciousness from my own video, I mean, I realized when I was going to teach connecting with others across the veil, that most people who are not born mediums, like, like I was not a born medium, like processes, unless you're seeing the spirits, you can't just sit down and somebody says, do it. So what's the process? So I I looked at how is it I go from normal waking consciousness to ready to do a reading. And it was these seven steps. So I teach that, but it works for your own meditation. It works for daily uh, connecting with your guides. So I do that method every day so that when I sit to do a reading, I just take about five to 10 minutes to get centered. And with that intention, once my client's sitting with me, I just shift and open right up to it. That's that's fascinating. And but you don't see dead people like they like, I don't like six cents. I, <laughs> I could probably count on two hands the number of times I have connected with a spirit when I wasn't giving a reading or somebody wasn't you know around me that I knew I was really trying to get their loved one. I call them drop-ins. Maybe they're about 20 by now. When they do, wait a minute. <laughs> My guides say it's more than I would think. <laughs> don't count yourself short. They said, okay. So, but in any case, I don't normally see them. And even in my readings, I don't see them. And that has caused me to have to really feel the presence. And so I can give you a personality so specific that people say, oh my God, do you live with us? <laughs> you know, that's my loved one. Have you okay. been in our home? So you mean, so someone who's alive or dead or both? Oh, no, it was, this is mostly people who have passed. Yeah. Okay. Who have I passed. should have said, did you live with us? Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. I was going to say, because there are some mediums who can channel uh, live as well. And oh, we can, I, all, all mediums can tune into people who are here. All mediums are psychic because we're used to working and living in this bandwidth, the human in a body bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Tuning into levels across the veil takes more of an attunement. So if you can re- get that refinement, it's pretty easy to read somebody's energy here. So it's it's basically like a radio station. You're just tuning the channels. Yep, like different octaves. Those channels are like different octaves of frequency. And you and you just have to teach yourself, and that's what you teach as well. You're able you teach yeah, how to do yeah. that. You just set the intention. Okay, we're going to tune into this channel, and you shift to another channel just with your intention. It's fascinating. That's pretty remarkable. The whole the whole concept. I mean, I've I've seen mediums. I see. I was a, I watched that show, The Hollywood Medium, uh, with uh, Taylor. I think it's the name's Tina Taylor. Um, and you see this just remarkable stuff that they just like how in god's green earth did they know that like how because the person is right here i love when i do sessions and those across the veil tell me things that my client doesn't know and says no and i say no i'm positive you check and they come back and say oh my god like the little kid uh last month little boy well no he wasn't a little kid he was 14 years old he passed from a brain tumor And he came through and he was talking about the secret decoder ring that he had. And his mom says, no. And I checked and I said, no, absolutely. He had this. 
What else did he tell me that she didn't know? He told me he was on a sports team and it had chickens in the name. She goes, hmm, not quite so sure about that. There were several other things she had to validate. She came back and he had talked about a girlfriend of his uh, who drew a picture of him. Mom checked with that girl because she had the picture that mm -hmm. she drew of her son after he passed. She had the secret decoder ring that they bought together. And the sports team, mom went back and found a picture of him when he played ultimate Frisbee. She called the coach. She said, what was the name of your team? He said, well, they called themselves the Chicken Warriors. So see, I'm not reading her mind. I was engaged with her son who, by the way, said, mom, it was pretty cool that you donated my eyes after I died. She said, Suzanne, nobody could know that. And we did. And it was beautiful. The messages are what's important. The evidence shows you can trust the messages. And one of his messages, besides I'm okay and I'm with you more than you know, and I love you all, his message was, I can still see you fine without those eyes. I look in on the one who has my eyes and I love it. So that was do, really cool. Do you as a medium ever just happen to be walking or talking to somebody and you're like, someone's coming in, I, a message coming. Can I tell you something? That, is hap that has happened less than five times because my guides shut me off when I'm not working. They know my personality. I would feel I have to help everybody really? and I wouldn't have a life. You know? Right. I'd be on duty all the time. Yeah. I guess you got to be able to turn this off. I mean, and I'd imagine that I mean, I'm assuming you're not getting, you know, woken up in the middle of the night, but it's kind of like sometimes, sometimes, in fact, please read my book, Wolf's Message, because that young man did wake me up in the middle of the night with a, what Dr. Gary Schwartz at the University of Arizona called a historic visit, a blind visit, because nobody was giving me feedback. And we got 45 pieces of information by that drop in visit in the middle of the night when this young man woke me up. That young man left proof that we are souls. And you, you, I state with utter confidence, this is proof that the soul often knows things that never filter into our waking consciousness. Because a lot of times, you know, the, the concept of like Whoopi Goldberg and ghost, where like there's ghosts sitting like, okay, is there a Henry here? Is there a Henry? And well, that's what's happening in a reading. They're gathered around. It's like a family reunion. Who's gonna go first? They figure it out and they come in in that order. But sometimes it's like, yeah, I want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to fight them off. You're like, well, this is this grandpa's really pushy. Uh, <laughs> kind of I, uh, so, so often recently, I'll be talking to a mother or grandmother and she'll say, she'll go, I see charades. I don't see their faces. She'll go like this. And I said, your grandmother's telling me you have a child across the veil, but I haven't felt them yet. And the client goes, yeah, grandma across the veil had to tell me that. And then I tune in now, is it a male or female? Because I haven't felt them yet. You have a daughter, and here we go. And we're off and running with that person. When this was first started, to you, were you ever at any time scared of this? Never, never. Because that medium that my husband and I went to, who brought our Susan back to us with irrefutable evidence, Alex, she said, this young girl who's standing here in a brown uniform saying, daddy, daddy, who passed rather suddenly in this tingly electrical feeling running up my round, down my arm. At the end of that session, Alex, she said, and this young woman is bringing with her a baby boy who she wants to introduce to you. Wow. And Susan was going to have a little boy. So the healing for our family from that connection showed me that this work is all about healing. And when we turn up our inner light, we have nothing to fear. Fear is part of the story. It goes with the ego. And these connections come from the soul, which cannot be harmed. So if I would ever feel fear in a reading, that's my human BS. And I just turn up the light and shift to the soul and say, don't need that. Go away. Jesus, that sounds fascinating. You, you talk about um, on your on your website, having something called a 10 minute transformation. What is that? That is so helpful for anybody who's feeling off balance, out of sorts. You don't have to know why or you do know why, but it's better than any drink you might take to feel better, better than any pill you might need, better than any drug. In 10 minutes, you, by taking control of your own energy, can restore yourself 
to even better than you felt before. It's a meditation to clear out the gunked up energy. And interacting with other gunked up humans does it faster than anything. Having a bad dream gunks you up. Just kind of distorts the normal flow of the life force through you. So this 10 minute transformation just gets you back in balance. I use my own meditation. I put it on with my headphones and listen to it myself when I'm out of balance. And it's, it's such a gift if people only knew that you can do this for yourself. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Now you know. <laughs> now, now I know, and we'll put, we'll put a link of it into in the description of the show notes. Um, so many times things happen to us in life, Suzanne, that are bad, quote unquote bad, bad things that we feel that are the end of the world when they're happening. Um, obviously, you know, a death in the family, an unexpected death in the family. It, it, you know, the concept of good and bad is something that we we attach here on this plane. Yeah. Yeah. Good and bad. It, I, I always use the example of a car accident. The person who had the car accident, horrible, bad, did worst day of my life. The guy who's repairing the car, best day of his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, That's it's, right. all, it's, it's, but the accident is the accident. It, it is what it is. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about wh- why you, why when things bad happen in your life that they many times lead you in a direction that, you would have never gone into like, of course, like what you yeah. like your story. Exactly. Susan's death. I would never be doing this work if it hadn't been for that. It was part of my path. I know. And I remember saying, do, does somebody have to die for us to awaken? And sometimes yes. Uh, there's a group that I support wholeheartedly. I'm a member of it's called helping parents heal, helping parents heal.org. And they have a silver lining list When you're new on this path, you don't want to even imagine there are silver linings to your child passing. And yet that list is pretty long of some of the things that come out of it. The growth, your spiritual growth, the peace, the depth of friendships you have that in the past might have been surface level friends. I could go on and on about that. But why do bad things happen? We come here for all of the experiences We label them bad. You're right. From the soul's point of view, everything is an opportunity. So learning to shift from the human point of view, where we say bad or good and label it, you just shift to the soul's point of view and notice right away you're labeling and use this phrase from my guides. Isn't that interesting? It immediately takes you to neutral. Yeah. And now... You can decide, is it really bad? Maybe it is, but let's take a higher action. Let's make a higher response. I was on a mountain bike trail once, Alex. I'd had a, a, taught a couple workshops. I was drained. I just needed to get out in fresh air, have a nice flowy ride, relax. So I'm doing that. I'm with my husband. We're on this nice, soft, buttery trail, right? And all of a sudden we hit some roots and some rocks and I'm getting battered up a little bit and getting really irritable because I really was still tired. And I remember saying, this is supposed to be relaxing. And I heard this voice, just like the voice of God, clear as day said, it's a mountain bike trail for God's sake. (laughs) And I started (laughs) laughing because we come here and we think life is supposed to be wonderful. A buttery trail, a buttery trail. Happiness is our birthright, right? Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Happiness is supposed to happen all the time. And when it doesn't, we resist, we complain. That's the ego. The soul understands what goes up absolutely goes down. The pendulum always swings back and forth. But if you can learn to stay centered and say, isn't that interesting? You won't suffer as much. Now, speaking of suffering, karma, what is your, what are your spirit guides? What is, what have you learned about the concept of karma, which is in the zeitgeist now more than ever before? What do you, what's your opinion of it or your knowledge of it? I want to just let everybody know that 
every time you've asked me a question, I just try to model what we can do here. I could talk off the top of my head what I've heard, but I always make this pause and just tune in. Is there a fresh answer to my guides? Is there something better that people want to hear? What I'm hearing is karma is very real. You do carry forth issues from other lifetimes, some of them simultaneous. So I'm not saying past lifetimes. The soul is not limited to one life, yours. It's multiple experiences. So there are certain experiences you came here to work on in this lifetime, because maybe you didn't quite get that right or even get to experience it all in another life. But the really good news, once you realize, once you awaken, clear away the BS and realize I am a soul and a human, I can experience myself as the soul by aligning with my true nature, which is loving kindness, the light of consciousness, pure awareness, compassion. Once you realize that, I got to ask my guys because I just completely dropped the whole question. Went completely blank. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> ah, where were we going with this? Once you realize that karma, thank you. All the karma can be wiped away. And you just live your life as the soul and enjoy every moment because you get it all of a sudden. I came here to work on patience. At the human level, I don't have any, but my soul is patience itself. So if I can just shift to soul level, no need for karma. You said a very interesting statement a few seconds ago. I just want to dig into that. Simultaneous, simultaneous lives. Yeah, I've heard of this concept before where mm -hmm. we are living in right now, which is very interesting, by the way, the concept of the multiverse is so rampant. Uh, I've spoken to multiple filmmakers who've made those big movies mm -hmm. on my other show. The concept of the multiverse has been in the last four or five years really hit the zeitgeist where it never, it was always in the background somewhere, but now it's really like people are talking about it more. It's in the, it's really out there. I'd love to hear your thoughts and explain what you meant by that. Well, think about another state of consciousness, which we're all familiar with, dream state. There's no time in your dreams. You think of something and it instantly happens. There's no real space. You want to be somewhere and you're there. When you get into expanded states of awareness, there's no time. There's no geography. There is only here in awareness. We are awareness itself having experiences this one in a human form. We're in the human theater. So the soul exists outside of time and space. Picture it like multiple CDs with different tracks and they're all lined up. All of those exist, all of those lifetimes, which is past and which is future. They all exist. So we can call it a past life. That's how time unfolds in this reality, but it's really hard for us to wrap our heads around. So I'm not going to dive any deeper into that than now, but all is not as it seems. And there are infinite universes because all is possible and all arises from one creative field of consciousness. So in many ways, the fastest thing in the universe is consciousness. Because if you, I'm there, you're there. You don't even have to think about it. Well, fat, that's a misnomer because it's there's no fast or slow. It's just is. You're exactly you're right. It's just it's like you were saying in a dream. You you think of I want to be in Paris. You're in Paris. Yeah. There is it, it, it just is. It just right. is. Um, Suzanne, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Ask all my guests. Um, what is your mission in this life? Oh. My mission is to help people find the awakened way of living. And that means coming to know you are not only human, you are part of one big web connecting all that is, and you experience connection, love, peace through expanded states of awareness. When you live that way with that as your new belief system, life flows and we create the world we want to live in. So that's my mission. 
And oh, by the way, along the way, if I can show you that your loved ones have not died, that love never dies, that life is eternal, isn't that a little fringe benefit? It's a very nice bonus, a very nice bonus. And what is the ultimate purpose of life? To experience every bit of it fully, to dive right in and experience all of it, the good, bad, and the ugly, because we are source creating something more beautiful than what has already come before. To be creative, find what lights your fire and do it. And what, um, where can people find out more about you, your books, your workshops, uh, and connect with you? Yeah, right at SuzanneGiesman.com and scroll down a bit. There's an ebook there, a free ebook called Where Do I Begin? Because I have so many free offerings and then classes online and YouTube videos and books and CDs. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. And people say, I don't know where to start. There's so much. So download the book and it has like a menu. What are you looking for? There's your selection. And do you still do uh, client sessions yourself personally? I am working on a waiting list of people who've been waiting four or five years. So I don't take new clients, unfortunately, but I do channeling sessions online. I do. I have a weekly, mm, semi-weekly, somewhat podcast these days. And I do live retreats and workshops around the country. So always lots going on. Suzanne, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been eye-opening. It's been uh, wonderful talking to you. And I appreciate your work that you do for the world and, and the message you're putting out there. And hopefully this little conversation can help a little bit with that. So I appreciate you. And, and, and you that puts this material out there, this is how we all do it. We can't do this alone. So everybody listening, just remember what my guides tell us every day. You are so very loved. That's the message. I want to thank Suzanne so much for coming on the show and sharing her journey with us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 077. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.